0: Welcome to Everything Yesterday This Morning, a fifteen to twenty-minute daily recap of headlines you may have missed. Come for the news, stay for the snarky commentary. Do 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 Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday's edition of Everything Yesterday This Morning. I'm your host, literally Heather. Um, I've got a lot to cover in a short period of time because I'm running late today. Um, okay. So we all know that Donald Trump was indicted on 34 felonies yesterday for hush money payments to Stormy Daniels that supposedly violated campaign finance laws. It's all anyone wants to talk about, but did you know that Palmetto State Armory has started their Easter sale that runs through the weekend? Today's deal is on a standard MFG 12-gauge pump-action shotgun, regular price seventeen ninety nine ninety nine. dollars Today you can have this for only 90, 999 dollars and 99 cents for savings of $800. Check the link in the description for yours today. I'm not going to spend time on Donald Trump, as I believe you will get as much of that as you can stomach on the timelines of your social media and on the television. The only other thing I'd like to mention is that as Americans, we still live in a country where you are innocent until proven guilty, despite what politicians like Nancy Pelosi and members of the media would like you to believe. Grand jury indictments are not guilty verdicts. Donald Trump has entered a plea of not guilty, and it is now time for the justice system to run its course as it does for hundreds of thousands of people every single day. Now, ever so quietly yesterday, as NATO expands to 31 countries now joined by Finland, the Biden administration announced details of another $2.6 billion in new military aid for Ukraine including ammunition for HIMARS, precision rocket systems, artillery rounds, small arms. The United States will continue to provide Ukraine with capabilities to meet its immediate battlefield needs and longer-term security assistance requirements, the Pentagon said in a statement. The package also features munitions for Patriot and NASAM's air defense systems, as well as ammunition and anti-tank missiles used by Bradley Infantry fighting vehicles that Washington previously promised to keep. And it includes 120mm millimeter, millimeter tank ammunition, which a senior U.S. defense official told journalists will support Ukraine's newly formed armored tank battalions, as well as Abrams tanks that the United States has committed. The Abrams tanks are expected to be delivered to Ukraine by fall of this year. While Other Western-heavy tanks, like the British Challengers and the German Leopards, have already arrived. Most of the aid, $2.1 billion, comes in the form of Ukraine's Security Assistance Initiative funds, which pay for procurement of equipment from the defense industry. The remaining $500 million is drawn from existing U.S. stocks, meaning it will arrive on the battlefield sooner. Oh yes, you heard that correctly. We are once again depleting our own military stocks for the defense of another nation. The war is at an important stage. Fighting continues in the east, but there have not been significant recent shifts in the territorial control. The front lines are relatively static, the senior defense official said. Our focus is on supporting the Ukrainians to change the dynamic on the ground. We want to help Ukraine advance and hold its positions in what we expect to be a Ukrainian counteroffensive, the official said, referring to an anticipated spring attack by Kyiv's forces. Isn't it fascinating to hear U.S. officials playing war games in a proxy war that your children's children's children will be paying for? Kyiv has pushed for some items that its international supporters have been reluctant to provide, including Patriot air defense systems and advanced heavy tanks, which were eventually promised and others, such as Western fighter aircraft, which have not yet been pledged so far. According to the U.S. State Department, the latest package brings the total aid to Ukraine since Russia's invasion to more than $100 billion. It's reminiscent of the flight attendants who give you the safety briefing and tell you to put on your oxygen mask before assisting anyone else, or Jordan Peterson's clean-your-room message, The massive influx of international security assistance for Ukraine has sparked concerns that the equipment could be misused. But the Pentagon, who never lies, or has a budget, has repeatedly insisted that monitoring efforts have not turned up any evidence of widespread abuses, with one senior official saying the main danger of illicit diversion comes from equipment captured by Russian forces. In addition to providing military equipment, Ukraine's international backers are also training Kyiv's forces. The Pentagon said last week that more than 7,000 Ukrainian military personnel have been trained by Washington since February of 2022, including 65 who completed training in the United States on the Patriot defense system. Senior defense official said Abrams tank training for Ukrainian troops has yet to begin but added, I would expect that would happen relatively soon. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Tennessee Republican lawmakers took the first steps Monday to expel three Democratic members from the GOP-dominant House for their role in a recent gun control protest at the state capitol. The extraordinarily rare move resulted in chaotic and fiery confrontation between lawmakers and supporters opposing the move and has further fractured an already deep political division inside the Tennessee legislature. Resolutions have been filed against Reps Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Pearson after they led chants from the House floor with supporters in the gallery last Thursday. The resolution declared that the three had participated in, quote, disorderly behavior and, quote, did knowingly and intentionally bring disorder and dishonor to the House of Representatives. Republican Representatives Bud Halsey, Gino Bolso, and Andrew Farmer are the ones who filed the resolutions. They successfully requested Monday that the House expedite the process and vote on the resolutions Thursday. Despite support from the Republican supermajority, their request sparked outrage among supporters watching in the gallery. Their loud jeers led House Speaker Cameron Sexton to demand that they be removed by state troopers. Also during their turmoil, several lawmakers engaged in a confrontation on the House floor. Jones later accused another member of stealing his phone and trying to, quote, incite a riot with his fellow members. Sexton deemed Jones out of order and cut off Jones's microphone. Hundreds of protesters packed the Capitol last week calling for the Republican-led state House to pass gun control measures in response to the Nashville School shooting that resulted in the deaths of six people, as the chants echoed throughout the Capitol, Jones, Johnson, and Pearson approached the front of the House chamber with a bullhorn. As the three shared the bullhorn and cheered on the crowd, Sexton, a Republican, quickly called for a recess. He later vowed the three would face consequences. Meanwhile, House Minority Leader Karen Camper described their actions as quote "good trouble." a reference to the late U.S. Rep. John Lewis's guiding principle. By Monday, Sexton confirmed that the three lawmakers had been stripped of their committee assignments and said more punishments could be on the way. A few hours later, House Republican Caucus Chairman Jeremy Faison referred to Jones as the, quote, former representative during the evening session. Pearson and Jones are both freshman lawmakers. Johnson has served in the House since 2019, All three have been highly critical of the Republican supermajority. Jones was temporarily banned from the Tennessee Capitol in 2019 after throwing a cup of liquid at a former House Speaker, Glenn Quesada, and other lawmakers while protesting the bust of a Confederate General, Nathan Bedford Forrest, inside the Capitol. Expelling lawmakers is an extraordinary action inside the Tennessee Capitol, Just two other House members have ever been ousted from the chamber since the Civil War. What do you guys think about this? Let me know on Twitter. if you think these committee members should be first stripped of their committee uh, memberships? And further, if they should be expelled from serving, they were elected officials. So I start to have a problem with that. Um, Furious at U.S. efforts that cut off access, To technology to make advanced computer chips, China's leaders appear to be struggling to figure out how to retaliate without hurting their own ambitions in telecoms, artificial intelligence, and other industries. Chinese leader Xi Jinping's government sees the chips, which are used in everything from phones to kitchen appliances to fighter jets, as crucial assets in its strategic rivalry with Washington and efforts to gain wealth and global influence. Chips are the center of a technology war. One Chinese scientist wrote in an official journal in February, China has its own chip foundries, but they supply only low-end processors used in automobiles, appliances, etc. The U.S. government, starting under Donald Trump, has been cutting off access to a growing array of tools to make chips for computer servers, AI, and other advanced applications. Japan and the Netherlands have joined in limiting access to technology they say might be used to make weapons. She, in an unusually pointed language, accused Washington in March of trying to block China's development with a campaign of, quote, containment and suppression. He called on the public to, quote, dare to fight. Despite that, Beijing has been slow to retaliate against U.S. companies, possibly to avoid disrupting Chinese industries that assemble most of the world's smartphones, tablet computers, and other consumer electronics. They import more than $300 billion worth of foreign chips every year. The ruling Communist Party is throwing billions of dollars at trying to accelerate chip development and reduce the need for foreign technology. China's loudest complaint, it is blocked from buying a machine available only from a Dutch company, ASML, that uses ultraviolet light to etch circuits into silicone chips on a scale measured in nanometers or billionths of a meter. Without that, Chinese efforts to make transistors faster and more efficient by packing them more closely together on a fingernail-sized sliver of silicon are stalled. Making processor chips requires some 1,500 steps and technologies owned by U.S., European, Japanese, and other suppliers. China won't swallow everything. If damage occurs, we must take action to protect ourselves. The Chinese ambassador to the Netherlands, Tang Jian, told the Dutch newspaper de Dagblad. I don't know how to say that word, so we're just going to pretend that I do. Um, I'm not going to speculate on what that might be, Tan said. It won't just be harsh words. Beijing might have leverage, though, as the biggest source of batteries for electric vehicles. Chinese battery giant CATL supplies U.S. and European automakers. Ford Motor Company plans to use CATL technology in a $3.5 billion battery factory in Michigan. China will strike back, Jones said. What the public might see is China not giving the U.S. batteries free electric vehicles. Chinese alarm grew. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm so sorry, guys. After President Joe Biden in October expanded controls imposed by Trump on chip manufacturing technology. Biden also barred Americans from helping Chinese manufacturers with some processes. To nurture Chinese suppliers, Xi's government is stepping up support that industry experts say already amounts to as much as $30 billion a year in research grants and other subsidies. Well, it's good to see we aren't completely worthless when it comes to standing up to China. This next story, though, the headline is a doozy. Never in a million years did I think I would see a headline that says, quote, Biden wants coal country to rise like a phoenix." Then I read the article and realized not all headlines match their articles. The Biden administration is trying to herd renewable energy companies toward communities where coal-fired power plants and mines have shuttered. The latest carrot to tease that interest? A bonus tax credit for clean energy projects. But even as White House officials promoted the new support on Tuesday, Contrasting it with the failed efforts of the Trump era to revitalize coal country, experts warned that rebuilding these economies will take a long time and beleaguered communities may actually need help in accessing federal benefits. President Joe Biden is pitching his climate commitments as an opportunity to build up the places that have long relied on drilling, mining, or making power from coal, oil, and gas. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said coal country would rise like a phoenix during a briefing Tuesday, also attended by labor, environmental, and energy groups. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, however, struck a more practical tone, saying coal communities have often the experience and workforce to to benefit from energy transition. But in many cases, these communities would benefit significantly from an initial public investment to jumpstart that process. They really love spending fucking money, you guys. The Biden administration is offering a 10% tax credit for renewable projects in old coal and oil towns that comes on top of the expanded tax benefits for clean energy under the Inflation Reduction Act. The administration also announced Tuesday a handful of other efforts including a mapping tool to help investors find areas eligible for tax credits and an agreement between federal agencies to collaborate on getting resources to legacy energy communities. It's interesting. They built an entire, uh, mapping tool for them to find out how they can most benefit from a tax perspective, um, The government has already directed $14 billion in investments to legacy energy communities over the last two years, including $480 million in stimulus funds during the COVID pandemic. Biden officials also say federal programs have encouraged $7.4 billion in private sector investment. TerraPower, for example, is leveraging federal funds for its planned nuclear project in a Wyoming coal town. But both environmental advocates and clean energy investors say that numerous challenges remain. Tom Cormans, who's the executive director of the environmental group Appalachian Voices, called revitaliz- revitalization a Herculean effort that will require the federal government to commit to ongoing collaboration with communities. And Hi Martin, chief development officer at the D.E. Shaw Group, pointed out, the difficult task of finding enough workers. It's a very hard thing to do, said Martin, whose company operates renewable energy projects. You have to find hundreds of people that are willing to do the work that is available. Last but not least, we have Mexico's president whining to China about what the U.S. says about its drug cartels. I'm not joking. Mexico's president has written to his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping Urging him to help control shipments of fentanyl while also complaining of rude U.S. pressure to curb the drug trade. President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador has previously said that fentanyl is the U.S.'s problem and is caused by a lack of hugs in U.S. families. On Tuesday, he read out the letter to she dated 22 March, in which he defended efforts to curb supply of the deadly drug while rounding. On U.S. critics. Lopez Obrador complained about calls in the U.S. to designate Mexican drug gangs as terrorist organizations. Some Republicans have said they favor using the U.S. military to crack down on Mexican cartels. Quote, unjustly, they are blaming us for problems that in large measure have to do with their loss of values, their welfare crisis. Lopez Obrador wrote to Xi in the letter, These positions are in themselves a lack of respect and a threat to our sovereignty, and moreover, they are based on on an absurd, manipulative, propagandistic, and demagogic attitude. Only after several paragraphs of venting, Lopez Obrador brought up China's exports of fentanyl precursors and asked him to help stop shipments of chemicals that Mexican cartels import from China. Quote, I write to you, President Xi Jinping, not to ask your help on these rude threats, but to ask you for humanitarian reasons or to help us by controlling the shipments of fentanyl, the Mexican president wrote. It was not immediately clear if she had even received the letter or if he had responded to it. Apparently, Lopez Obrador has a history of writing confrontational letters to world leaders without getting a response. Uh, Lopez Obrador has angrily denied that fentanyl is produced in Mexico. However, his own administration has acknowledged finding dozens of labs where it is produced, mainly in the northern state of Sinaloa. Most illegal fentanyl is pressed by Mexican cartels into counterfeit pills made to look like other medications such as Xanax, Oxycodone, Percocet, or mixed into other drugs, including heroin and cocaine. Many people who die of overdoses in the United States do not know they're taking fentanyl. Lopez Obrador doubled down on his advice to strengthen family values in the United States on Tuesday. He claims that close knit families have allowed Mexico to avoid a fentanyl crisis, though the country has a huge problem with domestic methamphetamine consumption. I would tell them, for example, to keep their children at home longer. Don't kick them out of the house, keep them at home. For two or three years more, he said during a news conference. That is your Wednesday edition of everything yesterday, this morning. Tonight, we have uh, three chapters. Uh, We've got about six chapters left, I think, of uh, Waco. And you are welcome to join us 1015 Eastern Standard Time on Twitter Spaces. If not, I will see you guys on Friday. I don't do Thursday morning shows anymore uh, because of book club. I love you guys. You take care. Have a great day. If you like today's show, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Also, please don't forget to check out ShouseInTheHouse.com and never forget that free men do not need permission from any government. Have a great day.